So just going a little further to discover why it is that these different things make us feel the way they do. And then from that, find a way or a job or a career in doing those things that we enjoy. Hi, I'm Murtaz Versi, and this is Engage, Relate, Perform, the show that helps leaders and organizations drive long-term results by fostering relationships and enhancing engagement. If you're looking to seriously improve your team's performance while impacting lives and succeeding at driving long-term results, then this is the show for you. It doesn't matter that you already have that dream title or simply curious about how far you can challenge yourself. I'll be giving you practical tips, relevant commentary, and valuable insights about how you can engage and utilize relationships with talent, community, and other stakeholders around you to achieve the best results and help them stick long-term. Get all the latest information at mutazaversi.com forward slash pod. Once again, it's M-U-R-T-A-Z-A-V-E-R-S-I dot com forward slash pod. Today's leaders are more than just their numbers. They are a balance of having a happy team as well as demonstrating self-mastery. And these are the three spheres of leadership, so to speak. Leading ourselves, leading our teams, and leading our businesses. Just like engage, relate, perform. When we excel, the first two, then the third is an automatic win. Really quickly, I want to give you an amazing opportunity to download my very free, very useful, very much for you, ebook titled Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture. It is a 90-day effective guide to get you inspired for your leadership journey daily. These are practical tips you can follow every day to guarantee you give and you get the best out of the existing relationships for long-term results. As I say, it takes 90 days to create a lifestyle. That's what culture means, a way of life. So if you want to do the work, but still enjoy the journey and above all, look forward to it day by day, then go to mutazaversi.com forward slash pod and download your copy of Engage, Relate, Perform. 90 days to conscious leadership and sustainable performance. My next guest is Rita Johansson a conservation consultant who happily reminds people of the intricate relationship between man and nature and the value in honing that relationship. She runs a food and beverage company that offers a healthy variety of refreshments and condiments that focus on replenishing probiotics and boosting immunity. What a difference between conservation and health. But maybe they work together. Here to share with us the joys of leadership in these three spheres Leaders and leaders, welcome Rita. So when you talk about self-improvement, and I, I think quite a number of people are really looking at self-improvement and typically leading themselves, which is absolutely important in uh, your success or in building a sustainable life for yourself. How do you really get to do that self-awareness? What are the things that you do? Let's say two or three things that you could one could do to really understand or being aware of themselves? So I think number one, as I, as I previously said, is, you know, just noticing those things that spark a flame in you, those things that give you joy. Mm. They're there for a reason. So whether it's, you know, writing, for example, or being outdoors, like how it was when I was a child, there is a reason that we enjoy those small things. And in, in, in them is where we can, if we, invest in them. So we see that we enjoy 
for example, being outdoors? Can I spend more time outdoors? Why, then learning, why do I enjoy spending time outdoors? What is the connection between nature and humans? Like, what is the exchange? Oh, wait, it's actually because trees give, give us oxygen. You know, scientists have proven, for example, that staring at the color green is actually relaxing. So maybe that's why we're, why we're in nature relaxed. So just going a little further to discover why it is that these different things make us feel the way they do. And then from that, find a way or a job or a career in doing those things that we enjoy. There's actually a famous saying that if you do what you love, you will never have to work a day in your life. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's very true. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but it's going to be so enjoyable that the hard work won't be as strenuous, um, if that makes sense. It does. It does. It does make sense. A lot of sense. And that's that's exactly how to go. But my only challenge and probably other listeners want to hear that is creating that awareness. How does it happen the first time when you said, wait, let me, why am I doing this? You know, that sparking of that thought process. Yeah. Or we would say the sparking of reflection. How does that happen? How did that happen? Do you recall? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I think actually maybe that realization with me personally, uh, we can start with that. I think um, happened in, in kind of high school, but it was because I was able to look back and say, okay, I enjoyed nature as a child. I experienced all these environmental issues in my town. And then in high school, I was very good at geography. I was the first in my class in geography um, and I really enjoyed it. So I would say that it's not a, an immediate realization. It's, it's something that your life experiences will lead to you coming to that realization. The advice that I would give is to just once again, pay attention to those things that you enjoy, that give you energy um, and kind of just reflect back at the path um, of your life so far and see if there's a pattern. Um, there is no magic trick. I cannot say that there is a, a, a routine or, you know, like a special dance, let's say, that will make you come to a realization. I think it is with time and with um, hindsight and just paying attention once again to those small things that you might find small that give you joy, uh, you know, and finding a way to work on them and to work around them. That's what I would say. It's just... And it's just like the way yeah, we define leadership because everyone goes through their own journey. Some realize early, some realize at certain time, and it's never too late to realize, right? Most definitely. Uh, and even leadership, we are all on our journey. And so we normally say that we believe, or I believe that leadership is not positional. Mm -hmm. Every one of us are leaders. Yes. We are born as a leader, we'll die as a leader. Yes. That's the separation part. That's the beginning of leadership and that's the end of leadership. But on the other hand, it is that realization, that spark, that experience that you had in the past that helps you realize mm -hmm. what you are and what you want to be and how you connect those dots are very important. Definitely. Yeah. So when you look at that perspective, uh, let's go to the next part then. Once you lead yourself, what did you realize about leading yourself? Once you had that spark, what was the realization of leading yourself? 
And how did you now take yourself to the next level? So after coming to this realization, as you say that, okay, I'm actually passionate about the environment and I'm actually good about learning about the environment. And, you know, I'm actually good at relaying this information um, to people. What am I going to do about it? Okay, it's great to have the realization, but it's also important to, to put it to action, basically. Absolutely. That is why I pursued a degree in, in geography and environmental studies, because I already realized that this was a path that I wanted to take. And so that was the next step that I that I took. And then I worked uh, in environmental consulting right after university. And most of my work was discussing with the community the different inf- impacts that a variety of projects may have and just listening to their, their experiences and their opinion and trying to work together with them to come up with solutions. You know, me providing the kind of like expert guidelines, but them providing the their experiences and their kind of um, real time or real life experiences being that in, in that area. And I think with leadership, that is very important in realizing that as a leader, it's not it's not about you. It's being able to harness the power, harness the experience and the skills of the people around you to achieve a certain goal. Um, mm. I might have gone a bit too far there, but uh, No, that's fine, because that's about leading to teams then. Yes. And so once that realization kicks in, you have to put it into action, make it work, whether it is learning more about this thing that you enjoy, you know, going into a deeper level and then um, deciding how are you going to help bring others onto this journey with you? Um, Because it's also not it's not about self-satisfaction. It's also about, you know, bringing others up with you and making sure that whatever it is that you're doing, you know, has a positive impact on others. You've just said that. How do you get others to follow you or at least get to understand your level of understanding and move together? Man, (laughs) communication, communication, communication. Uh And, you know, a lot of people actually mistake communication as speaking to, but that's not. Communication is a two-way thing. So, um, as a good leader and, and, you know, maybe being a good influencer in your society is to, you know, have the ability to listen, you know, and valuing other people's opinions and inputs. And then just, you know, when, once you do that, when people feel like you're open to listening, that you're accepting um, of their opinions and what they have to say, it's also very easy for them to reciprocate that um, and to listen to you as well. And just communicating clearly, clearly that, you know, we're a team where, you know, I want us to do this together, um, just makes people feel included. So yes, inclusion, that's another key thing, you know, inclusion, like including other people um, is very important in, in having them, you know, to trust you and your guidance. That's actually very important. And, 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 when, and when you were doing that, did you realize that you're doing it or was it just happening? And then you reflected later to see how did I succeed? What was, what was the situation, if you remember that particular time and moment? Obviously, I was doing it because it, it was, I was doing it to achieve a certain goal. But because, you know, after achieving the certain goals or having, you know, bring people on board, you know, neighborhoods, towns, communities on board, you know, you're getting them to sign off certain pro- uh, projects because they have felt included and they felt like it was beneficial. You know, after succeeding is when, you, when I realized that, you know, actually, you know, this is working. Um, sometimes when you're doing something it's really hard to to kind of reflect on it until it actually works then you know you're doing the right thing yeah yeah oh it doesn't work and then you can reflect but yeah you can reflect that this is what i did wrong 
um you know like, like going back to say there's no there's no magic formula you know with leadership there's no click of the thumb being in tune with your environment and the people that you're leading um or the people that you're bringing with you on the journey and just really hearing them out and including them and then having a time to reflect and look back on on areas that you can improve and even asking for feedback in my case if someone was consulting you you know what exactly would you want to hear from them or if you wanted let's say this project to be implemented in your ta- in your town what are your key concerns what do you, would you want to be communicated to make you feel at ease and then with that you carry it forward because you've already learned from that one experience yeah and you continue learning and improving absolutely so it's about engagement all the time every time but it's about empathy and using empathy listening to understand rather than responding that's why we normally use empathy and you know taking it to be compassionate because you need to take uh, objective objective actions and you engage with them and by engaging them you know that's what we say is that you perform better you build long term performance because then when you go back to them i guess uh they would want to have you back rather than saying well you were here last time right you build relationships definitely relationships are very important um in all aspects of yeah. life actually absolutely so you know when you talk about engagement and you talk about relationship talking about yourself leading yourself and then you know leading some teams give us a little more insights about examples about leading yourself and leading teams what worked for you and what were the challenges did you have any challenges Okay maybe I'm going to use being a mother as an example um <laughs> brilliant mothers are great leaders by the way and they say women are better leaders than men so let's take that that route so so yeah I'm learning so just being able to juggle you know being a mother to a very young baby and at the t- same time um working and at the same time running a business leading myself is yeah uh, guiding myself to make sure that I'm able to fulfill all these roles um with a good balance and at the same time continue to develop myself continue to learn um continue to improve and mm-hmm. the challenge i think the challenge is time <laughs> the challenge is time um in the case of being a mother because some people say 24 hours is a long time but trying being a mom and doing all these other things it's sometimes or most of the time feels like it's not enough so leadership self leading in this particular situation or moment in my life is just learning to manage time well and discipline myself in order to achieve my different goals otherwise i would completely fail and it's a challenge because also you know i'm mothering a human and humans are not machines you know they have emotions and you know tantrums and like how do i manage that self leading myself to also not be swept away by emotions or by by hardship and just kind of like be grounded and and to be focused and this is no way in telling other mothers or other people that it's you shouldn't lose your mind it's okay to lose your mind it does not mean that you're a bad leader Yeah. It's yeah. just how do you pick yourself up from that? Absolutely. Being able to self-discipline myself and and focus and to just um deal with the tasks at hand and not lose myself under the pile of responsibilities. I'm listening to all those all those useful useful tips, useful information. Thank you, yeah. Grounding yourself, be aware of yourself, be present, right? and it's okay to lose it just come back and be resilient come up again and go back to where you need to be and take it to the next level right uh, and manage it and time is just 
a number. It's how we feel in that situation as a mother, as a, a wife, as a business owner. Definitely. That's the important part to know what role you play in. That's very clear from, from your reading. Definitely. And especially now we, we live in a very fast paced world and we can sometimes be hard on ourselves uh, that we're not doing things fast enough or quick enough. But it's it's not about that. It's just, you know, about once again, managing your time and, you know, doing things well and not, you know, trying to match up to the pace of other people, um, you know, and other people's achievements or abilities or what they do. But just to really, really work on ourselves, I think that's just something that I wanted to slide in there quickly that people must, you know, not be overwhelmed by the the fast-paced world that we currently live in. It's not its not about that at all. I totally agree with you. And you know what? I like to relate to that is when you're walking uh, down the street, watch down because you might trip. So keep on watching down. But once in a while, you need to look up and see what's around you, right? So it's like watching watching down uh, as you live your life, but looking up and seeing what others are doing just to know if you are in the right path and then walk, look down again, right? So you don't totally uh, live out seeing what's around you, but it's important that you do that in a nice fashion so that you are able to not increase pressure in yourself, but enjoy the moment as you walk. Yeah. And um, at work, you get to work with a variety of people, you know, different backgrounds, different levels of education, you know, different skill sets. So I think the biggest learning curve for me has been learning everyone's strengths in recognizing everyone's weaknesses and then finding a way to work with everyone's strengths to achieve a different goal. You know, everybody cannot be Rita or everybody cannot be Susie. But for example, Susie is good at writing and Rita is good at communicating. So in a project, how do we get Rita talking to people and how do we get Susie doing the write-up? I think that's the biggest thing that, I, that I've learned and uh, I have used successfully. You know, not really paying attention to people's weaknesses because sometimes as leaders, we can do that. We can just be so focused and frustrated at why Susie cannot communicate. But that's not the point. The point of being a leader is to achieve the greater goal and use the strengths, the strengths of the teams that we have. And r- once you start doing that, oh my gosh, your life will just become so much easier. And the weight of carrying, you know, people's inabilities will completely go away. And just the whole team overall, the mood of the work will just completely be boosted because everyone will just be focusing on what people can achieve and rather what cannot. The challenge is that people are different. And the challenge is that encouraging and motivating people to use their strengths can be difficult at times, you know, because you're dealing with human beings. But The silver lining is that once you realize their strengths and weaknesses, once everybody is on board and knows that they're valued, that their strengths are noticed and their inputs are seen, then, you know, people will be productive and, you know, people will be enthusiastic and yeah, you get things going. So yeah, that, that's what I would have to say. On that. It's, 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 yeah. So it's about taking diversity as a strength rather than a weakness, yes, right? Yes. You've, you've put it right. Yes. And putting diversity as one of the key areas that we work with uh, in order to deliver. And once you um, agree all together that we are all diverse, mm-hmm. then the team starts building trust. 
in the open. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And that's the whole part of really saying, how do we move now together in one direction? Mm -hmm. And aligning everyone's thought in that direction can be difficult rightfully you said by listening to their thoughts and opinions mm -hmm. and getting thereby in through that process you definitely build a strong team so yeah i i uh, i hear you out and i think you're this perfect example of what we like to share with others as leaders because it's not about you anymore it's about them but again in that process whilst you're building your team how do you build them to be leaders what do you do in building them to be leaders so designate 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 you know a lot of leaders make the mistake once again about making it all about them and thinking that doing all the work somehow gives them all the value but that's not the case i think um in training people to be good leaders is to be able to trust them with roles you know okay so delegation you mean yes so delegation and trusting people to take on certain roles and and just encourage them and and teach them that's how you you um train people to be future leaders because you're also building in them confidence you know and confidence and and trust and and give giving them the experience an opportunity to try because if they don't have that opportunity they'll kind of be stuck at the same level so i think yeah but the key word here would be designate i think a good leader leader is one who trusts his team and encourages his team and empowers his team to take on a variety of roles and to grow brilliant yeah yeah so you know i i remember a case where when i used to work uh, some time ago i was actually measured not by my result only but i was measured a behavior my behavior was measured in terms of when i go on leave then if i am contacted by any staff then it means that i am not a good leader ah uh, yes because you haven't equipped them enough during my leave that's wonderful Exactly, exactly. And so it wasn't about it wasn't about measuring how many times I trained them, but it was measured when I'm on leave if the company can still continue working. That's yeah, that's very important. And that impact was was uh, was a different ball game altogether in how I thought how to develop more leaders. It was not about uh, hardcore results, but it was based on measuring behaviors so that we can get the best out of people. Which takes us to the business part. So tell us more about your business then. How did it impact business? Rita, when you're going through all this process, what are the challenges? What what did you win? What were the quick wins? What uh, what did you win over the long term? What are the challenges? And I mean, it's interesting to know more about the uh, food and beverage business that you've gone into. Let me just uh, you know backtrack a bit. So the reason I started my company is because because I got really ill, and along my healing journey, I rediscovered you know foods and beverages that were really good at you know healing the gut and you know boosting overall immunity. And because they worked for me, I realized that there was a there was a kind of a gap here where I live in the country that I live in, in that what can I do? I could have just sat down and said, okay, great, you know, I found it and it worked. for me and yay hooray but i was like i want to have people have access to these you know healthy food and drink just like how it was able to help me it will be able to help other people especially in a community where you know fast food and fizzy drinks are are quite popular 
having an alternative is quite important. And going to our customers and our community on, on the benefits of consuming healthy food, and in our case, probiotic-rich uh, foods and drinks. So, Mike, we also make milk kefa, which is similar to yogurt, but with like three times more probiotics. We make water kefa and we make sauerkraut, which is a fermented cabbage and uh, kimchi, which is also fermented uh, cabbage, but uses, you know, Chinese cabbage. But like our main focus is to have is, you know, probiotic rich foods and drinks, which means that they're naturally fermented and with like all natural ingredients, no preservatives, you know, no chemicals, just wholesome goodness for people to enjoy, but also, you know, use as a, as a, a healthy alternative. So that is why I founded the company and that is what we do in brief. And in terms of challenges, one was definitely building, finding and building a team, team who understood what we're doing in, in terms of production, but also a team in terms of sales. That's, you know, I mean, how do they reach people and, and talk to them about, you know, these healthier alternatives, you know, because they themselves must fully understand, you know, team itself has to be a consumer of the product and a believer of the product. So I think that was a challenge, but thankfully we, we have a small team and it's growing and we're moving in the right direction. The other challenge is, you know, me being an environmentalist, you know, getting sustainable packaging it took me a while. Um, you see all our products use uses glass bottles and aluminum caps because, you know, aluminum caps are recyclable and so are the glass bottles and we can reuse them. Um, you know, because it would be quite ridiculous saying you're selling the, these healthy products, but you're littering or, you, you know, having a detrimental impact on the environment. So that was another challenge, you know, having access to that packaging, but uh, resolved. And I think the biggest win for me is those clients who come back and say, you know, it has completely transformed their health. Brilliant, Rita. So you are, you are very fascinating. And I know that, you know, we've all learned a great deal having you on board. You know, I'm looking forward for inputting your advice into my life, such as, you know, uh, making health a priority as leaders, because that's one part where we tend to forget ourselves sometimes. And so I will get, I'll reach out to your products so that I can get the best of your products, right? And learn from it and give you some feedback. Yeah, I mean, I will, I can send you some samples to try and hopefully you will be a convert too. <laughs> looking forward to be a convert if it helps with my health. Absolutely. Good. So finally, we have uh, three rituals. The first one is every guest leaves with a question. So the last guest was Sarah Majengo, and she left a question. And the question is, what is the greatest challenge you are facing to managing people right now? I don't know if it's a challenge with the people themselves or with me. And it's realizing that people don't think like me. It's constantly reminding myself that I cannot expect people to think like me. And that's once again, going back to our conversation, that communication is key, that people cannot, we are not the same. People cannot think, think like me. So I think that would be the biggest challenge and just having to constantly remind myself. Brilliant. So it's, it's, it's not about the team. It's more about you and how you be aware about yourself. Yes. Absolutely. Good. So, well, you know what? You get an opportunity to leave a question for our next guest. So what's your question? My question would be, is it necessary for a leader to have a routine? Well, that will go to our next guest. So 
I'm sure the next guest will have some answers for you and we will share with you who that guest is going to be. And finally, you have 30 seconds to broadcast your personal message, philosophy on anything to everyone that listens to us. Okay, great. So I would just like to remind people that you are given talents and passions for a reason, you know, call it divine intervention, call it God, whatever you may, but it is in you for a reason. So find a way to harness those passions and those skills to be able to be a good influencer in your society and community, because no matter what it is, I am sure that you can. So work on yourself today so that you can be a blessing to others. That is my mantra. Well, need I say more today? Catch up next Thursday for more Engage, Relate and Perform. Until next time, merci beaucoup. You've been listening to Engage, Relate, Perform, hosted by me, Mutraza Bersi. Make sure you've subscribed to this show so you don't miss a single episode. And be sure to visit mutrazabersi.com forward slash port to download all the resources, show notes, and all the freebies mentioned in this episode, including your copy of my highly effective ebook, Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture, plus extras just for subscribe. Once again, Go to matazaversi.com forward slash pod and get everything you need. And we'll be back next week for more Engage, Relate, Perform.